Hey everybody, welcome to the Digital Crypto Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to Jonathan Hales of Bitbacker, a censorship-free Bitcoin alternative to Patreon. I originally got uh, really interested in this because of all the deplatforming stuff, but we're going to talk to Jonathan here in just one second. First, I wanted to ask if you could do me a huge favor, go on to iTunes, leave a five star and uh, five stars and a review. I'd really appreciate it. And also, if you don't listen on iTunes, you listen on a different one, please subscribe and do whatever like or rating that they allow on there. It really helps like so much. I really, really would appreciate it. I'd be eternally grateful. So once again, you know, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Did You Know Crypto podcast. I'd like to welcome Jonathan Hales, founder of Bitbacker, a Bitcoin crypto-based Patreon alternative that doesn't censor speech using uncensorable money. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hi, Dustin. Great to be here. Now, uh, before we start and talk about Bitbacker, I want to ask the question that I ask every guest and that I think everybody gets asked on every podcast. But, you know, how did Bitcoin find you and what has your journey been like? You know, who were you before? all of this and and uh, what changed your mind? That's a great question. Um, I believe I found it around 2012. I think I was introduced to it by my roommate when I was a uh, roommate and also colleague in grad school. I was a, a math student back then. And um, I've been in and out of it since then. I started out on MT Gox. Um, and after grad school, I took a a brief trip into quantitative finance for a little while, and now I'm here. So you've been around for quite a while then? A little while, yeah. Yeah, 2012 is uh, a a lot of people kind of got into it, you know, about 2014, I think, right, when it first was starting to make that, or 2013, 2014, breaking that $1,000 barrier was when it really got the news. But uh, 2012 was pretty early. Yeah, it was. That's, that's, I got in, uh, or I started to, I'd heard about it probably maybe even back in 2012. I can't remember when I first heard about it, but I, I'd gotten into it right around 2013 and I started mining with GPUs and all that. And I wish I'd held on to every single thing that I mined back in those days, but, um, don't we all, yeah. So (laughs) now Bitbacker is, you know, is very interesting, you know, cause we've seen these purges in social media. Uh, of, you know, personalities for better or worse, you know, whatever your opinions of them are. But, you know, they are people with large followings who've been purged because the tech oligarchs have kind of deemed them misfits. And then more recently, uh, in kind of conjunction with that, we've seen not only a deplatforming on, you know, the actual media platforms, but, you know, by financial middlemen, you know, PayPal, credit card companies and, and Patreon, um, has been doing this as well. At least I became more aware of it in the last, uh, you know, month or so. And actually, I think it was within the last day. Um, and today is the uh, January second, so within the last day or so of of, of today, um, it was it was Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin like did a big announcement that they're going to be voluntarily leaving Patreon, basically in protest. Yeah, and, I heard that. That's very impressive. It, yeah, if I I didn't listen to like the, the whole thing, I saw a video posted and I and then I I listened to a quick clip of it, but it was really what was piqued my you know kind of got my ears up. Um, was that in that announcement they were talking about 
the need to end, you know, censorship in these platforms, but but more importantly, how much trust and power we've put in financial middlemen and how much, you know, the ability that they have to actually censor speech by just saying, we won't process your transactions that they have. So uh, I think it's really important because these guys have millions of listeners and they were both, if I looked, I think Jordan Peterson was like number 16 on Patreon and Dave Rubin was like number 77. Um wow. So, you know, they're all within the top hundred uh, and but they were talking about the exact use case for Bitcoin. So, mm-hmm. so sorry for the long spiel introduction there. But, uh, no. you know, I'm guessing basically this is what you created Bitpacker for. So tell us what it is, um, what it can do, you know, who it's for. <laughs> to be honest, I actually started a little bit before uh, a lot of the deep platforming began. And I was pretty much up and, you know, there was stuff happening on Twitter and YouTube, but the site was basically up and running a couple of weeks before the Patreon uh, deplatforming started. So it was really just a very uh, lucky situation to really just uh, be able to catch that wave right as it started. Um, and it's, of course, definitely very welcome to these users, and I, I very much welcome it. Um, but the short answer of you know, Bitbacker is it's basically supposed to be a Patreon-style site where content creators can get supported with cryptocurrency. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> Do any questions? No, no. And, and you know, if everybody's not familiar with Patreon, um, it's basically a way that content creators can get paid. So basically they create a page. Um, people can go on there and there's different tiers of memberships and you get, you know, different things. You know, if it's like a dollar a month, maybe you can get access to their, you know, YouTube feed. If it's like $10 and you get, you know, extra special YouTubes that only these guys get or whatever. And there's just different tiers based on what you pay. And initially when I, you know, heard about Patreon, I was really excited because I was like, this is a really great idea because then you can have these independent voices not have to rely on mainstream media um, and going like, you you know, they can make their own because, I mean, that was the thing. You could make your own YouTube site, but then you had to go through advertisers if you wanted to make money and monetize, Mm -hmm. which a lot of them do in conjunction. But for people that didn't want to do advertisers or not that many or just have maybe like one or two main ones it was a way for people to go you know i i like what these people are doing and to be able to support them so these people can do whatever it is that they do and say whatever it is that they say that other people like and not have to be you know um, relied up you know relying on these these middlemen oh yeah absolutely um, no. in in the media i really like that too and i kind of think that um bitcoin really fits very well with this group of kind of these independent content creators who aren't really established people. Um, and kind of one of the reasons why I was planning this is I, I kind of think that, or my hope is that we're going to see kind of a large scale adoption among the this new demographic of independent content creators or intellectuals or artists. And I'm really kind of hoping that uh, to kind of ride this wave a little bit backer. Um, the other thing I also kind of wanted to mention, I just remember when you were speaking a little bit, was that Bitcoin also has kind of this ancient history with uh, freedom of speech or freedom of payments that we kind of really forget about. But the very first bull run, actually even preceding, I forget exactly the year, but even before I started, was with WikiLeaks. Um, That's really the first major use case of Bitcoin, even preceding the black market. So I just really wanted to emphasize just how tied, in my mind, blockchain technology is with you know, it's kind of this freedom of payment and independent content creation. No, definitely. And and that's, that's something I've been talking about on Twitter. Um, 
over the last like I don't know week, especially since I saw a lot of the stuff with Patreon and Sargon of Akkad kind of really kicked off um, the, the the latest thing. Because when like guys like Milo got kicked off or um, uh, uh, Richard Spencer, yeah, I mean you kind of expected it, and they were kind of asking for it in a way. I mean Milo's yeah, well, whole shtick yeah. is pushing things to the limit. With Sargon's, it was really pretty mundane and and really not anything that you would have expected but yeah because i mean i'm sure you've read the text but they they you know everyone is welcome of course on bitbacker but when you read that text in particular he was he was kicked off for doing the opposite of what he was saying it's you know it's very surreal yeah it just seemed like it was one of those things like he you know he was in the crosshairs and they, they found a way to just say it doesn't matter if you take it out of context he said this is the way we took it you're off because it's a lot easier to keep someone off a platform you've already kicked off than try to like backpedal and and all that so mm-hmm. i and 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 what i've been saying is that it, this you mentioned wikileaks i felt like we're on the cusp of another wikileaks moment because you are seeing all these people who are going off these platforms and looking for a way to connect with their supporters mm-hmm. And not have to worry about whether somebody out in Silicon Valley agrees with their speech or not. They just want to be able to connect with them, give them what they want and receive a, you know, whatever monetary thing that their, their, their supporters send them. And I, I feel like it's, it's close to being something. The only thing that would really upset that is if you see some major backpedaling. Cause I think that the, the the tech folks on you know on Twitter and and Facebook and all that and the amount and how overt it is it, it's crazy um, and especially now yeah. for yeah I mean it does it seems the, like they're, they're doubling down to be honest um yep it's it's honestly bizarre I don't I've thought about it a little bit and you know I have certain theories about kind of what's motivating their behavior motivating their behavior but it really does seem uh, kind of economically irrational and just kind of suicidal. Yeah, somebody that when I made that case and they're like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? Because it's costing them money. And it, it does it does make sense when when you take it as a matter of, of ideology yeah, yeah. and that it is very ideologically driven. And if you take it in that form, when people have a evangelical ish, you know, this is my own personal opinion, but they have it's kind of an evangelical ish kind of belief system mm-hmm. um, in their in their ideology. And they, they won't tolerate, you know, their version of sin mm-hmm. um, within their business. Yeah. And that makes total sense because people with that ideological driven mindset will, in fact, do what hurts them in the pocketbook. It's the same way with like the baking the cake situation. And oh yes, yeah, it, it hurt them by not taking the money, but that's their ideological bent, and that they don't want to participate in in that economic transaction. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they do. I mean, you know, it, it's tragic for all the deplatforming, but I'm also, uh, you know, in this very narrow self interest sort of way, excited that there's this big opportunity now for kind of alternative payment platforms to really uh, capitalize on this. No, definitely. And that, I, I'm very excited for it. It's one of those things I think it'll get pretty bad. And then you're going to see someone coming up, you know, and something, you know, filling that filling that niche because, you know, nature of horbs a vacuum. So it something's going to fill it. And then that's when you're going to see a really interesting thing come on because they're not going to be the only game in town. But um, so on Big Backer, it's a uh, uh, it's a crypto based, you know, uh, payment platform yeah. for these folks. So 
uh, currently, uh, what what do you guys accept on there? Uh, currently, we have Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and a smaller coin called Smart Cash. And we're probably going to be integrating a few more towards uh, the end of this month. Are there, yeah, I was just going to ask you on, on plans for, for any other uh, currencies. Are, are you planning on doing any sort of uh, Lightning Network and stuff as well? Yeah, it's absolutely. Online? Um, I actually have a call about that later this week in particular. Um, Lightning Network is very interesting. Um, I'm, <clears throat> one of the things about Bitpacker is that's a little bit different from a lot of the other sites is we really try to just be very coin neutral because I know there's a lot of controversy and a lot of people get very upset about this, but we're trying to just accept all the coins as much as possible, just whatever people use. And we kind of want to take a market neutral stance to that and, you know, let the users decide who they want to support and also which coins they want to use too. Um, but Lightning Network sounds fantastic. No, no. And, and I definitely think that's a good idea. Um, I, I, you know, some people, and you know, there's groups of folks that really hit hard on any company that doesn't, you know, solely accept just their one coin, whatever that may be. Um, but as a business, it doesn't make any sense for you to um, not accept something that either a content creator wants to use or a, or a, a, a patron, you yeah. know, wants to, wants Absolutely. to, you know, give but uh that's the other thing too is just also with the patrons too because one of the things with bitpacker is we were talking a little bit earlier about just kind of this new content creator demographic that could be really fertile for bitcoin to expand into or cryptocurrency in general to expand into and one of the things with you know these you know these really large platforms like steemit which are fantastic platforms um but they can be a little bit intimidating even to kind of you know sophisticated crypto users it's a whole new coin and you kind of if you want to do this social network with crypto, you, it's just there's a whole bunch of assumptions built in there. And if you're trying to kind of onboard artists who have maybe just heard of Bitcoin, um, it's much easier to say you can take Bitcoin or whatever currency you've heard of, whatever your friends are using. And we're just going to keep this very simple, very familiar and not trying to sell you on this entirely new cryptocurrency. And so that, that's another big thing is try to make the usability and simplicity to the, uh, the artist or the end user. Now, uh, you know, walk us through the, the way that it works. I, you know, are these the, the wallets? And, and I checked out and I, I signed up to, yeah. to look at it. Um, and so I was wondering if you could explain a little bit, like, how does it work? You know, when yeah, yeah. So as a... Uh, this is something I'm a little bit, ha you know, a little happy with. It starts to get a little bit technical. I'm not exactly sure what your target audience is. Um, but <clears throat> we do everything in browser. So we're fully non-custodial which is very nice, um, both from a security and a regulatory standpoint. And so basically, whenever you send the coins, we just um, we split the transaction in the browser and send, we skim off a 1% fee for ourselves and send the rest to the creator. And we never touch the funds other than what, what is ours. So basically, when you know the, the content creator is signing up, they're going to just input their wallet addresses in there. Yeah, and all we then... ask for is a public key. Okay. And then as far as for, now I know you guys are going to be doing the same thing um, like Patreon where you can do like an automated monthly payment or whatever. Yeah. So it's a little complicated because, you know, you can't exactly uh, move Patreon over to crypto because there are certain things, most famously, which is the thing that initially discouraged me from even starting the site, which was this notion that Patreon kind of re relies on like, this, uh, you know, the gym membership pattern where people kind of forget about their donations and you just keep on docking from their bank account. Um, with Bitcoin, famously, you can't do that because you own your keys. 
So we are, it's kind of a hypothesis or an experiment that people will still continue to donate if we just really simplify the payment process. So each month we collect all your payments together into a single easy to use, uh, you know, single click payment, send you two reminder emails, one late notice, and then finally a cancellation if it doesn't work out. And so far people have been paying. Uh, we're also looking later, probably later this week. You know, I don't want to promise anything until it's done, but very soon we're also going to have uh, these kind of package deals where people can buy several months at once for a discounted fee. And so these are kind of the different variants we're using towards the, uh, the Patreon style, uh, you know, US dollar subscription service. And I, you guys also do the, uh, I forget the name of it, where, where basically you can send like a message uh, donation. Oh, yeah, PowerCast, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, this is also something that's different from Patreon that I actually kind of like and probably does about, I haven't crushed the exact numbers, but probably maybe even does more than the actual pledges, to be honest with you. So basically, um, it really follows kind of like a Twitter, Facebook style uh, social networking format with uh, the different user profiles. But one thing that we did was we made it somewhat asymmetric so that um, while the user can post anything they want to their timeline, if you want to post to your friend's timeline, we, we, we don't allow that unless you make this kind of tagged, tagged comment. So you can pay to essentially post on their timeline and have your words of encouragement read or, uh, you know, compliments heard. And that's kind of like, cause on YouTube, one of the patreon um people that yeah that's I, how it started yeah 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 and you could send basically like a power message so um instead that's of right. just being one of a billion voices in like a a uh, text box down there if you you know and it's limited Absolutely. by characters how much you give but if you give mm -hmm. like five dollars you could do like a, maybe like a sentence and a half and then that shows up like right in front of their face and if they yeah. answer it they yeah. get paid. If they don't get to it, then then you don't get charged for it. But I I really like that that idea. And what are the capabilities right now for a content creator if they went and signed up right now? I mean, obviously it's not gonna it's not gonna be the full user experience of Patreon. You guys are just getting off the yeah. ground right now. But yeah. um, what what exactly uh, would the would would a content creator signing up right now be able to offer to their supporters? Yeah. So. As you said, like we're just getting started and we're trying to adopt all these changes. Honestly, like it took us a little bit by surprise. Like I just wanted to get this this one project out and then all of a sudden you had this Patreon thing hit. And so I'm trying to just get everything done as fast as possible for everybody. Um, right now we allow um, you to filter your posts for a uh, subscription level, which you can set. And then we also offer the, um, so you can set like how much you want uh, a subscription level. We have a single tier for now. Um, but we're looking to add more of them. We're kind of talking to users to kind of see what type of thing they want first. But for now, it's a single tier. And based on that, you can restrict uh, access to your posts. And we also allow these kind of one-off super chat or power chat type donations uh, that can go to your wall. And also, you can put in a link to your stream and kind of use a wrapper so that people can send you power chats during your stream as well. Hey, I hope that you are enjoying listening to this episode as much as we did recording it. I don't have any sponsorships, so I'd really appreciate it if you go over to iTunes, rate and review it five stars if you think I'm worthy of it, or wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. Um, if you could also go to our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram, you know, any of the social media pages that we have, like and share them. It really helps spread the word. 
So once again, thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, so and and what uh, what other things are your? I mean, I know you're going to be uh, user driven, but what, what are what are some of the other things that you're yeah. looking at offering over, let's just say, the next you know, 2019? Yeah. Oh, that's a long time. I'm thinking even in the next yeah. month or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're also you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're a content creator and you hear something, you know, you want something there, or you say, I just need this before I really join the platform, you know please reach out because I, I'm really eager to hear and really eager to kind of mold it to what you want. Um, but as I said before, the, the, the thing we're working on right now are these kind of package deal offerings. Uh, so you just kind of get this lump, lump sum where you can uh, pay, you know, get the user to pay up front for a certain number of months. Um, another thing we're working on is perhaps integration over kind of uh, Twitch streaming. So you, I think it's this OBS thing that I'm looking at and it's kind of a, a stream overlay so that you can really just imprint the chats directly into it, into the uh, the channel. That's another thing that we're looking at. And other than that, I think we're also focused a lot on expanding the number of coins we offer. Um, and I think those are the major ones we're working on, uh, you know, in the very short short term. Now, uh, as far as when you say um, that you're not going to censor. Uh, speech, you know, if you could go over, like, what do you mean by that? I'm, I'm guessing, uh -oh. um, and no one would blame me that, you know, that this isn't, you know, like a free for all, anybody and everybody with whatever they're doing. So that, I imagine there's some modicum of rules and, and terms of service sort of deal um, that yeah. users and creators must abide by. And, and what exactly are those rules, uh, you know, if any, I guess? Well, I just want to be clear, like, um, you know, if, if there is something illegal, we, we will abide by any sort of laws that are demanded of us by the U.S. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's just, that's, that's what it's going to be. Um, but other than that, um, really taking a, somewhat of a hands-off approach too. like, I, I read this article about Patreon and I read that 10% of their workforce is based, is used simply just to moderate the, uh, the website, which is, is just kind of an incredible expenditure of labor, um, aside from just any sort of ideological uh, issues you have with that. And so we're really trying to take a, a very hands-off approach, just both for economic reasons. Uh, it's just very expensive. And, you know, we're trying to really offer not only just a, a freer version of Patreon, but also a much cheaper one. You know, we're trying to keep our fees around 1%, while Patreons are stuck up around 10%, and YouTubes are up around 30%. Yeah, so, that's insane. I didn't realize that YouTube when I when I would send those those power messages that they were that expensive. Yeah, I, I you know these are some of the, the the figures I heard, and I was just like, well, we just we, we can do better than that. that that's crazy. Um, but you know, even if they really push, I, I was just looking like the payment processors just they, they kind of have this kind of core atomic fee that you just take five percent off just to pay off uh, the, these gateway payment providers, and so we really can get to you know the fact that we're we're aiming around one percent here. Uh, we're, we're getting at a level that really Patreon or any of these other fiat-centered uh, um, services really can't approach. But um, so we're trying to really keep uh, that one percent. In order to kind of get that one percent to you, you know, we we want to, for example, do away with this uh, you know very Orwellian uh, content management department, which is ten percent of the workforce. So it's kind of two birds with one stone. Not only do we not, uh, you know police you with very aggressive uh, content regulation. But the hope is that we also are going to be able to provide you a much cheaper service. Um, and there, there are certain ways we have to kind of figure this out too. Like um, I'm still trying to like uh, 
figure out exactly how to deal with uh, embeddings of photos. So one thing might be because I, I don't want somebody to, you know, just come to see their, their, their favorite engineering blog and then just see some sort of graphic photo that they don't want to see. So one idea, just as an example of kind of a hands-off approach to moderation might be that any sort of picture embed might become automatically available only to sponsors. And that's kind of a simple solution because if you're paying for the content, that's kind of between you two. And of course, you know, if, if there's anything illegal being posted there, we'll get on that and, and, and police that. But, you know, if, if it's just something that is legal, but some people might find unsettling, it's a very, you know, simple way and a very cheap way to prevent people from getting offended while still allowing people to express themselves on the site. Yeah, the, uh, the the first time that actually the reason you came on radar is I, I'd, I'd heard about, I don't know how long ago it was, but I mean, I'd heard a mention of it. And then um, it was actually uh, Naomi Brockwell on yeah. uh, Tom Woods uh, when oh, she excellent. was talking about that. Um, and she was, you know, talking about Bitbacker and saying that Tom should get on there. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I think it's, I think it's really cool. I think it's very, very, you know, needed. Appreciate um, it. and yeah, it, it's, you know, I, I imagine it's gotta be pretty stressful cause you were just thinking you were just gonna kind of take your time and <laughs> get this thing up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you you have people, you know, uh, I'm mentioning you on, on large platforms and saying, you know, go sign up and now you're, you're, you're in a hurry. Um, yeah. and all of a sudden I, I have to, you know, before it was kind of a cool project. Now they're like, well, this isn't exactly the same as page. I don't have every yeah. single Patreon. And you're like, yeah, Patreon's like, you know, almost a billion dollar company here. I'm just <laughs> going to get there, but you know, you, so it's, it's tough, but you know, we're, we're, we've got really enthusiastic users uh, who've just been really supportive and really just helpful and kind of pushing the message and we're getting stuff done. And I, you know, I think we're just really focusing on the, the essentials that people want. Um, and going after uh, kind of uh, you know demographics that really are needing what we're providing, like um, one uh, big user that we got on our platform is uh, I think uh, she was she's probably most well known by the name like Sexy Cyborg. She's this engineer from Shenzhen who is okay. also on Patreon, and you know it, she's kind of like a. For other than just this kind of free speech issue, which is kind of one of the major reasons why she wants to work with us, but I also really like the idea that it's kind of this international payment system. And so now you can kind of have creators in China and America kind of communicating and really just working with each other. Um, and once you start to go international, the payment system becomes much more complicated. And even if you were able to get, you know, somehow, uh, you know, money to a creator in China, um, there's a lot of the world that is not necessarily uh, plugged into the international financial system led by the US. And it would be really, it would really make me really happy if Bitpacker started to kind of bridge that uh, to a certain extent and kind of create this international financial community or facilitate yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, cause if you had somebody say in a country, I mean, granted, uh, you know, internet can be spotty or whatever, right. For the, for their creators. But if you had somebody like in a country, like, you know, Iraq or Afghanistan and, and believe it or not, if people have, you know, been there, investigated, there's actually, you know, internet and everything all there. But if yeah. you got a patron in the United States trying to send a PayPal to somebody, they, they're not going to be able to access that. They have yeah, no exactly. access to the international financial system, even though they have access to the internet. So yeah, we, we can do this with Bitcoin. 
Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm very excited about, too. And I, I think for, especially for like content creators out there, if if they are um, going, you know, if they go and, they, you know, look at, they're like, well, this is not exactly the same user experience that we're going to get on Patreon. I would I would implore them to <laughs> to sign up, to have this. Definitely, if you haven't had any issues, to, it, just as a backup and also as a way for people who go like, I want to pay in Bitcoin, right? That yeah. um, or whatever uh, um, um, crypto that they decide and you guys offer uh, just to have that as a backup. And, and I've been recommending. It's a backup. Um, it's also cheaper too. I mean, yeah. it, there are other things too. And here's the other thing too, is I just want to point out like, and this is a, a totally reasonable critique, which is people say, Oh, well, sorry about that. My oh, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a totally reasonable critique, but you know, certain people say, Oh, well, we have a Bitcoin address. I'm just going to post this up on uh, my website and we'll get donations like this. And totally fair. You know, this is, in some ways, the the ideal way to get money is you just put up a Bitcoin address and money streams in through the internet. Um, but just that it doesn't quite work like that in the real in the real world, right? Like in the real in the fiat world, people like to use Patreon, not just PayPal, to send their money because you kind of need to kind of foster this user experience. And just as a concrete example, I remember uh, just talking with Naomi, and she, you know, for she had for years just like a Bitcoin address up looking for donations and you know, she got, she got some, but within a month at Bitbacker, she, you know, she got like a hundred times more donations, Bitcoin donations than she had for years, just sticking up a Bitcoin address. And so it, it really, really matters just the, the context in which you present and ask for donations to people. No, definitely. And, and even for those folks out there who go, you know, like, I don't really get, you know, if you're a content creator and you go like, well, I don't really want to deal with Bitcoin um, per se. And, you know, I, I still need to get my funds in cash and it's, you know, volatility and all that kind of stuff. If, and, and that's understandable. I get that because a lot of the, this is how people pay their, their rent. Um, hundred percent. And, and there's ways to, to do that for, yeah. so for, you know, it's always recommended, you know, hold your own keys and hold your own, you know, your own uh, coins in your own wallets with your own keys. But there are, you know, um, platforms like um, Uphold, I don't know if you've if you've ever looked at them. Um, they're they're uh, uphold. uphold. They're kind of like a Coinbase, okay. basically. Uh, and I've been using them since I, I got deplatformed from Coinbase for no reason. Um, <laughs> but midway through 2017, yeah. I just got an email saying I was kicked off, and and uh, I kept on asking why, and no one would ever get back to me. Um, oh my god! And, and never since. Um, so I just kind of gave up. I went to Uphold because it's it's a good way to on ramp my my cash into into Bitcoin. Um. And what I do like about them is they have um, a way. So if you have a Bitcoin wallet on there, um, you can actually give an address that will it's a Bitcoin address. But it automatically mm -hmm. when you get sent Bitcoin, it just automatically converts into cash and you pay their um, I can't remember if it's a if it's a 0.6% or a 1% conversion fee, I'm not a hundred percent. No. And, and so if somebody pays you in Bitcoin um, and you're a content creator on Bitbacker, you could post this address up, but when it gets into your uphold, it's immediately converted into us dollars that you can then, you know, just drop right Excellent. into your bank account. I'm going to get, I'm going to get that address from you afterwards and see if uh, we can, we can work that into Bitbacker because I'm definitely looking for solutions to, Ease the fiat transition. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get you uh, uh, a couple uh, contact um, 
um, emails and, and Twitter handles to contact. But yeah, I, I think because there's a lot of people out there that, you know, I've talked to and I, I even mentioned Bitbacker the other day to someone and because mm-hmm. uh, they were concerned about the deplatforming. They said they were like, well, you know, it's just I don't really understand Bitcoin and it's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of difficult and I'm so busy. I don't have time to go and try to figure this out, which is a you know a Absolutely. fair point. But if you, you know, to have that ability to go like, oh, okay, you know, if they send me Bitcoin, it's just automatically converted and I just have it dropped into cash. I think, I think that would be, that'd be helpful. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And is there, is there anything else that you would want people to know about Bitbacker, you know, where to sign up, uh, anything else that you'd like to talk about? Uh, No, I think you, uh, I mean, as soon as we end, of course, I'll think of 10 other things that I should have mentioned, but uh, I I feel like you asked uh, a lot of, a lot of the right questions, a lot of good questions. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. And, and if in the future you have, I mean, we'll we'll keep in contact via Twitter and everything like that, but if you have any other, you know, like big announcements or things like that, that you want to, you know, let people know about, feel free to, feel free to contact me. And Mm -hmm. um, what's, oh yeah, before, before we go, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I, I think on the uh, on, on Twitter with uh, Bitbacker underscore IO. Okay, and I will put up the the Bitbacker address, the Twitter handles, and anything else that we mentioned. And the links will be in the show notes um, under episode nineteen at DigiNoCrypto dot com. And Jonathan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Dustin. It's fantastic. 